0: Good morning, everyone. May the Lord bless you. Thank you so much for listening in to my live broadcast. I'm Jason DeMars, and I want to remind everyone to make sure to like this uh, video, share it as well. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe uh, and click the little bell so you get notified when we go live. Uh, Also, If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. I'd be more more than glad to address them, um, either privately or publicly, on our um, live broadcast. Just to remind everyone, I do go live Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, very early, I know it's 6.30 uh, Central Time, um, and... I believe uh, West Coast time, it is at 4.30 a.m., believe it or not. There's a few brothers that do tune in that early. God bless you. Um, Appreciate you listening in. Uh, Also, just remember we have uh, free books on the website, jasondemars.com. If you click on resources added a few other products for outreach as well there. Those ones happen to not be free, but if you take a look, it's a, uh, it is a, there's a, a sweatshirt and a t-shirt there available. It, it uh, has the four different things listed from Romans 8.30 there, and uh, those things are good outreach materials to get people to ask you questions more things will be coming as well. All right, we're going to talk about Christmas, look at the history of Christmas and relate this back to our lives. Um, on Monday, I'm going to be going through Jeremiah 10. This is often a verse that people use to refer to Christmas practices in the Christmas tree, and we're going to find out looking at it scripturally, if that's really what it is talking about. All right. Let's look at redeeming, redeeming our Christmas practices. What I mean by that is, I'm going to read this quote and explain that. Brother Branham says this in 1961, Sirs, we would see Jesus. We take the word Christmas, it's very seldom you ever hear Christ's name mentioned. You don't hear it mentioned. The lights and tinsel is all on Santa Claus, not on Christ, till people hardly knows what Christmas is really for. They've just paganized it and paganized it till it's all become pagan. It's a great commercial day of celebrations. Now, if they want to make a commercial day like Mother's Day or Father's Day or Son's Day or Daughter's Day, that's all right. But keep that commercial off of Christ Christmas. i seen a sign not long ago said, put Christ back in Christmas. So when I'm saying redeeming your Christmas practices, that's what I'm talking about. Put Christ back in Christmas. the world has taken him out of Christmas and put the whole focus on gift giving and Santa Claus and the traditions around that. We shouldn't play out, I don't believe we should play out Santa Claus with our children. Um, There's so many things that go into it, but it is a myth and it is... Planting lies in your children's head, and I'm not saying don't give gifts. I'm saying Santa Claus should not be a part of a Christian's uh, Christmas. It should be focused on the birth of Christ. Now, of course, we understand the birth of Christ was not even at at uh, Christmas time. Um, Christ was born in the springtime. He was not born in wintertime. Um, You're probably already aware of this, but uh, Brother Branham himself would put up a Christmas tree in his home. He he did so until uh, the time that he passed away uh, in 1965, before they left Arizona, they had a few days there, and Brother Branham just for the few days before they left for Christmas in Jeffersonville, uh, they wanted to have a. He wanted to have a Christmas tree. Um, Sister Mita said, "Oh, we don't need to do that. We're going to have Christmas in in uh, Jeffersonville." And Brother Branham said, "No, I think we should have a tree up." So he went and, and bought a fake tree, and. some ornaments and put it up in their home. He also gave presents to his family, among other things he did as well um, with the church, and he wished people Merry Christmas. From the sermon in December of 1963, God's gifts always find their places. Evening, friends, I just got in a while ago, and I thought I could could come down and wish you all A Merry Christmas. So we're going to talk about the history and the origin of Christmas and the Christmas tree in just a little little bit. Um, But before we do that, I want to talk a little bit more about Santa Claus. Um, Santa Claus comes from the Catholic and Orthodox saint, <clears throat> uh, Nicholas. Nicholas was the Bishop of Smyrna uh, near which is in in modern day Turkey and this he was there around the time of the Nicene Council. Nicaea, of course is uh, a city north of... Smyrna. Smyrna is what is now Izmir, which is on the coast of um, the Mediterranean coast of Turkey. And Nicaea is inland uh, north as you're going towards Istanbul. You can look those up on your Google Maps to find them. Um, But Izmir is now Smyrna, a city. Nicaea is above a city, but is no longer a city anymore in Turkey. So St. Nicholas is the bishop, was the Bishop of Smyrna, and he is the patron saint of children because during his ministry he rescued children. There's, there's different myths uh, regarding him, but the timing of the celebration of St. Nicholas was in early December, uh, and this was an important day in both Dutch and Germanic cultures. Um, this is quite a quite a separate thing December I believe it's December fifth and sixth is the evening um, the evening uh, celebrations that they have for Saint Nicholas Day and then during the day they have other things and and part of that is uh, St. Nicholas gives gifts to children. And so that's, again, Dutch and Germanic. Now, the Feast of the Nativity was originally a Catholic holiday. Um, this was celebrated starting in late December, December 24th and 25th, um, and began uh, is the day that it, the feasts took place. But leading up to it, they call it Advent, started in early December and it started with a fast. You had a time of fasting up until December 25th when you feasted and then when you you feasted for several days leading into the new year. Um, In time, and and we can go through it in more detail, but in time in America, these two separate holidays merged together. So, really, it wasn't until 20th century uh, American companies began to popularize gift-giving, Santa Claus, and Christmas for commercial purposes. The Feast of the Nativity of Our Lord started in the third or fourth centuries. and even though they are celebrated on different dates, both the Eastern Orthodox and Roman Catholic churches acknowledge it. And they selected the timing of it because indeed some early church fathers believed and tried to show that the timing of Jesus' birth was around the winter solstice. Solstice. We know this to be false, but this was their understanding of it and that's why they set it up that way. It was really the spirit of the second beast in Revelation 13:11 the American empire that commercialized and paganized Christian Christmas the worldly and seductive music the constant advertising the political rec- correctness have all taken Christ out of Christmas This pervasive worldliness in Christmas has allowed this holiday to even seep into Islamic countries. And you go to places like Turkey and Dubai, 99% of the population is Islamic. And yet you go to a mall and you'll see Christmas trees and Santa Claus. Christ has been effectively removed from Christmas by corporations. But it doesn't have to be that way for Christians. We don't have to to move Christ, remove Christ from Christmas. Now, there are some believers that refuse to acknowledge Christmas. They look back and see Catholic origin and the commercialization and they say, we should avoid Christmas altogether. And anyone that doesn't avoid Christmas Christmas is an unbeliever. Now, I want to address that. Brother Branham was the wave chief. He was the first member of the bride to come to maturity. And I want to point out to you, don't call him a hypocrite. He had a Christmas tree in his home. He exchanged gifts with his family. He wished people Merry Christmas. He had a Christmas tree in his church, and he gave gifts to the Sunday school children in the church. Every year he preached a Christmas message. He lived an example of a Christian life that we should follow. I I I I I like to follow his example. And I think I think we all should. And so I believe that doing, doing these things that Brother Branham did with Christmas is not a pagan thing. I want to show, show you that. Um, I don't want to take too much time, but I think this is, this is important. We, need, we as Christians, though, we need to separate ourselves from the extreme commercialization of this holiday the extreme busyness that ensues this time of year just brings so much stress. I think it should be a time to slow down, to focus on the coming of Christ, to to spend time with your family, speaking about Christ, read about his, His birth, study it with your family go into the table, look at the quotes there, look at, look at the virgin birth and study it. Do that together. Christmas is not just about a baby born in a manger. It's not just about that. But the revealed son of man born within his bride and the soon coming rapture and is returned to earth as King of kings and Lord of lords. If you notice, Brother Branham's sermons, Christmas sermons always have a present t- tense aspect to it. This is critical for us to see. Even for the early Catholic Church, the feast of the nativity of the Lord was to celebrate His birth and look forward to His second coming. That's how it was originally set up and was supposed to do. And we here are feasting on the unfailing body word of the Son of Man in this day. We should take time every day to do that, but at Christmas we should take time to focus and say, Christ is coming soon. The rapture will take place at any time. He was born. He came to redeem us we are about to experience the fullness of that redemption. We need to see Christmas in the present tense. Brother Branham presented it that way. Christmas is not to be merely a celebration or a party that we have, but rather a time of solemn and yet joyful worship of our bridegroom who is present with us now in spirit form. Follow in the footsteps of Brother Branham when it comes to Christmas. Keep Christ in present tense. The seventh seal mystery revealed is our focus in this season that the church world thinks is only about his birth. The seventh seal has been broken and Christ is is revealed in in his bride in His people. Read the story of His birth, but remember we're looking forward to His coming. Now let's look a little bit at the Christmas tree. Um, Romans, in the history, they celebrated Saturnalia. That's the shortest day of the year, December 21st. They used to cut down bows from evergreen trees and hang them up in their homes over their windows and doors. Now, they didn't cut down whole evergreen trees and bring them into their home. That tradition didn't start until the 16th century and was mostly limited to Germany. The Romans decorated trees outside. They hung fertility symbols, stars, moons, suns, baby shapes, herd animals, like deer and goats. At the time of the Book of Acts, we don't find any kind of Christmas celebration which would replace Saturnalia. During the medieval period, as we discussed, it was the feast of the Nativity of Jesus Christ but during that time, we we don't find any Catholics practicing bringing uh, Christmas trees into their homes and decorating it. That didn't exist at that time. During so we talked about it before. The two the two celebrations merging the Saint Nicholas tradition and the Feast of the Nativity tradition merged together in America and it became paganized and St. Nicholas, Santa Claus, that is St. Nicholas, and with the celebration of St. Nicholas, they have other strange things, but as the Dutch um, and the Germans came to America, those traditions started. But then what happened was corporations took those Dutch and German traditions and merged them together. Now, looking at um, the Christmas tree, this was Martin Luther. Martin Luther actually started the tradition of the Christmas tree. Martin Luther, he was walking through the forest in late late evening one time in December And he looked up through the pine trees to the stars and he thought, Christ came down from heaven to be born on this earth to save me. And he had a supernatural experience there seeing seeing the Lord and worshiping him. And he came home and he started to recount this story to his children. And he said, I want to recreate this for the children. I want them to have this experience. So they... He brought in a small pine tree to his home, he put candles on it and lit it, and told the story of Christ coming down from heaven to earth. Luther was a friend of the aristocracy in Germany, and so Luther started this tradition, proclaimed this tradition, and the aristocracy of Germany started doing this and then the common people of Germany started doing this. Queen Victoria in England married a German and this German prince that she married brought this tradition to England and in England uh, the royal family had a portrait designed and on this portrait, around Christmas time, they had a Christmas tree. This then spread on to, from the royal family of England to other families throughout England, was very much popularized there. And when it was popularized there, it eventually came to the commoners and the citizens of the United States of America. So Americans started putting trees in the late 19th century into their homes. Now, it seems that all of these traditions coming together um, have really produced what we have today of the corporate greed. They need this time of year to make profit. They need Black Friday, right after Thanksgiving. They need the sales that they get from that time up until Christmas to make their profits work. And billions of dollars are made by corporations during this time of year. And so it was these things that were done, that were brought together by corporations in America in order to make money. That's what this time is about. And I believe that we're, we are to love not the world or the things of the world. And we're supposed to separate ourselves from the world. And I think this is a great, great danger that we have today as Christians, that we put so much pressure on, my, on ourselves to do it the way others are doing it, and to have Christmas lots of, lots of Christmas decorations and lots of um, uh, presents and things. And we put such a stress on that, that we're so focused on that, that we have no mental energy to focus on Jesus Christ. That's a shame. That's terrible. Let's change that in our lives. Let's become people that redeem our Christmas practices, that put Christ back in Christmas. Uh, We're going to talk about the history more next time. Um, Next time is going to be looking at Jeremiah 10 on Monday. Then on Tuesday, we'll look a little bit more into some of the historical things and practices that took place. Um, Appreciate everyone listening in. I want to greet everyone. Brother Tony from Madawaska, Maine. God bless you. Thank you for listening in. Brother Doug, God bless you. Brother Kenny and Sister Janelle, God bless you. Brother Connie from Norway, God bless you. Um, Brother... uh, I forget your name, from El Salvador uh, there. God bless you. Brother Brother Herb, thank you for listening in. Brother Isol, God bless you. Thank you all. A reminder again, please subscribe to our videos on YouTube. Click the little bell so you get notified. Like them and share them on Facebook. Appreciate that. May the Lord richly bless you.